Melomaniacs, I'd like to give you a trigger warning for today's episode. We do discuss domestic violence, and if that's something that's going to make you really sad or uncomfortable, please go back and listen to one of our earlier happy, upbeat episodes. Thanks for listening. Hi, Julie. Hi, Christine. How are you? I'm good. Uh, My little belly illness, my little whatever the heck is gone. I actually had a real meal last night. I had meat, potatoes, and a vegetable for the first time in six days. Glory be. Yes, glory be. Glory be. Praise Yeah, I'm back to myself. All is well. Wait, no, what is it from Hulu, from Hulu's Handmaid's Tale? Let the Lord open. No. May the Lord open. Praise be. Praise be. Under his eye. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So I want to tell you that I downloaded Billie Eilish's album, Where Do We Go When We Sleep, or whatever it's called. Okay. And? Okay. I want to say that the song that you picked, Good Girls Go to Hell, is my favorite song on the album. Oh, okay. Okay. I love that. I thought you were going to say it was your least favorite. Okay. No, I loved it. And I've watched the video in its entirety. And I think it's gorgeous. I think she's gorgeous. I think her voice is fantastic. Okay. But here's what old lady Christine had to do. I am driving my car, like not parked, not at a stoplight, driving. And the next song comes on and I say out loud, holy shit, how do I turn the bass down? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I, I had to go to the settings on my stereo and turn the bass down like an 85-year-old woman. It was probably bad guy or... Um, it was... Um, there were like two in a row. One was bad guy, actually. Uh-huh. And um, so I thought, well, this is this is where I am in life. I'm too old to know how to spell <laughs> Billie Eilish. I'm too old to know who the hell she is. And I'm too old to listen to it without turning down the bass. So. <laughs> that's so fun but did you enjoy you enjoyed it mostly though right i did mostly enjoy it that's i did mostly enjoy it um but i definitely liked that song the best oh i love that that's awesome did you listen to ocean eyes no because it's not on that album album. you're right i know it's i know that's the famous one okay i'm gonna get to that some people have covered it too so it's very well recognized i think alicia keys did a cover of it anywho oh i'm so glad okay okay you're too old for bass but you're not too old for whatever song you have for us today right this is a podcast where we talk about songs we talk about the lyrics of those songs and we talk about what those lyrics might mean what they mean to us what they mean to other people and then what they really mean and it's my turn to have a song and i have a song and never in the history of making this podcast in our long long history (laughs) have i been as excited about this analysis oh my gosh I am on the edge of my seat. Literally, I'm about to fall over. Tell me. I would like for you to pull up the lyrics to a song called Push by Matchbox 20. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay. This is. I want you to pull those up before I start because I have a question for you before I read them. So get those pulled up. I have them in front of me. Interesting tidbit while you're doing that. As no. I was researching this, I saw something come up that said Matchbox 20 changed their name. And this really irritated the ever-living shit out of me. They used to be Matchbox 2-0, Matchbox 20. <laughs> and they changed it to Matchbox T-W-E-N-T-Y. 
And that annoys the fuck out of me. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, like, what? I don't know. Okay. Weird. Do you have the, the lyrics pulled up, Julie? I do. I have them okay. pulled up. I want you to look at those lyrics and tell me, all I want you to tell me is the very first word you see in the lyrics. Said. Okay. So when you Google the lyrics to Matchbox 20's push, I, I get the same thing. Okay. The very first word is said. So I right. just want our listeners to, to think about this. It doesn't start out when you first Google it as he said or she said or they said. It just says said. Correct. Okay. We're going to come back to that point. Ooh, okay. All right. This is this has been on my list. Okay. This song, this song has been on my list, kind of like your kiss. Not your kiss, but the song. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Said, I don't know if I've ever been good enough. I'm a little bit rusty, and I think my head is caving in. And I don't know if I've ever been really loved by a hand that's touched me, and I feel like something's going to give. And I'm a little bit angry. This ain't over. No, not here. Not while I still need you around. You don't owe me. We might change. Yeah, we just might feel good. I want to push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. I want to push you down. Well, I will. I will. I want to take you for granted. She said, I don't know why you ever would lie to me like I'm a little untrusting. Well, I think that the truth is going to hurt you. And I don't know why you couldn't just stay with me. And you couldn't stand to be near me. When my face don't seem to want to shine, because I'm a little bit dirty. Oh, well, don't just stand there saying nice things to me, because I've been cheated. I've been wronged. And you, you don't know me. Well, I can't change. Well, I won't do anything at all. I want to push you around. Well, I will. I will. I want to push you down. Well, I will. I want to take you for granted. Oh, but don't bowl me over. Just wait a minute. Well, it's things have kind of fallen apart. Things get so crazy, crazy. Don't rush this, baby. I want to push you around. Well, I will. I will. I want to push you down. Well, I will. I want to take you for granted. I want to push you around and drag you down. I want to push you around. Well, I will. Um... It's really crazy that we're doing this song because all I can think about right now when you were reading that through was the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard bullshit that's happening. Okay. So for some of our listeners that may not know that little thing that's happening in the world, tell, give us a quick synopsis of what's happening with Johnny Depp and his ex-girlfriend. There's a, there's a quick synopsis that you can say from each perspective, but we're just going to say the broad perspective amber heard is johnny depp was johnny depp's wife he came out and said he was abusing her and he got canceled like he got canceled he couldn't do any more movies you know the whole nine yards and he is coming out saying that she lied about it all and that she was the abusive one and so he's suing her for defamation and she's counter suing him back so there it's all been publicized this court is it, everything is on trial there's been some crazy stuff come up really nonsense videos and pictures and it's been a total shit show. And there's many people that are like, oh, I think that this and I think that that. And you know, I, I wish I could say whose side I'm on, but I don't want to get canceled. Well, yeah, our popularity is rising too much to get canceled. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you but make that song. Is, I mean, I feel yes. like that song right there is like the, from the, both perspectives because they're each claiming that the other abused them. Okay, you are right on target. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you you are so on target. Okay. Okay. So what we have is a situation with two famous people that's in the news where she claims he abused her. He is claiming she abused him. And then we also have the slander issue, which is completely in line with this song. Oh. All right. Let me do just a tiny background before we completely shred these lyrics. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Talk talk to me. So Rob Thomas is the lead singer of Matchbox 20. He was born in Germany, actually, because uh, his dad was in the military. He ended up being raised in Sarasota, Florida. No, Sarasota first and then Orlando. So let's just uh, let that tell us a little bit about him. Oh, yeah. No shade, Florida, but okay. But shade. So, yeah, total shade. So he grew up in Orlando. He had mm. an alcoholic mother who was very abusive. She died very young of lymphoma. His sister had ran away from home. His parents were divorced and he was left to take care of his mom. She dated a number of men who abused her. Mm. He dropped out of high school and he said that his life just kind of fell apart at that point. He got convicted of stealing a car when he was 17 and then he was homeless for a period of time. Mm. After he got out of jail for stealing that car, he kind of bonded with some local musicians he played in a series of uh, cover bands. The first instrument he played was a keyboard. He formed the band called Tabitha's Secret with Brian Yale and Paul Doucette, as, along with guitarist Jay Stanley and John Goff. So these guys actually played. He wrote 3 a.m. way back then in 1993 before he was actually Matchbox 20 with his bandmates. Oh, so a producer found them. They changed their names to Matchbox 20. Their album released in 1996 was called Yourself or Someone Like You. It was released in October of 96 and it just blew up. What was the what was the first single? It wasn't this song, was it? It was um I have down that the first single was Long Day. Yeah. Okay. And then the second single was Push. And then um, the next, then they put out 3 a.m. So even though he had written 3 a.m., you know, years and years ago, that came out later. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Right? Isn't that how it goes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. You may know the song Smooth. Mm-hmm. For... That's with Santana. Correct. So this is interesting. Uh, the, the guitarist Carlos Santana was looking for a way to kind of change his sound. He wanted to do something different. And he approached Rob Thomas, who was a really good songwriter. And Rob Thomas said that he actually wrote Smooth for George Michael. Now, for whatever reason, George Michael didn't do that song, but Thomas did it with Santana and it became huge. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas, on a personal note, has been married to the same woman since 1997. Her wow. name is Marisol Maldonado, and they've been together for all of that time. Wow. He is also known as giving a lot of money to charity. He has a soft spot for animals, which is where he contributes a lot of his time and attention. He also has been a very outspoken supporter of gay rights. 
saying that he believes in legalizing same-sex marriage before it was legalized. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about him. I did a little bit of a deep dive into him and I can't find any bad press. I mean, the guy is pretty squeaky clean. So I just wanted to lay that groundwork. Um, okay, so the song Push came out in 1997. I'm sorry, it was actually the second single released. It was Long Day and then Push. No, I think that's what I said. Long Day, then yeah. Push, then 3 a.m. Okay, mm -hmm. let's go back and just look at these lyrics. You touched on a little bit of something when you talked about Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. but let me just ask you to look at these lyrics a little bit more. Give me your thoughts. Okay, Um. So there's some like self-doubt, self, you know, insecurities. I don't, I, so, you know, I don't know if I've ever been good enough. Um, I don't really know if I've been loved. Um, so it's definitely some self-turmoil happening. And then it, I guess it outwardly reflects onto narrators, whether it be partner, friend, coworker, you know, bandmate, whatever, like feeling really bad about themselves. So they're projecting it onto their person. That's kind of what I'm gathering um, from the beginning. Okay. And maybe some deceit, maybe some lying. You know, I know the truth is going to hurt you. Maybe there's some bad, not necessarily bad blood, but maybe some bad mistakes that were happening and feeling guilty. Maybe definitely a lot of turmoil between narrator and one or two other persons. That's my take. Okay. I love that. Tell me this. This is the million dollar question, I believe, mm -hmm. in this song. Okay. Who is the narrator of this song? Oh, I would I would guess it was, you know, Rob Thomas. Okay. That's my guess. So let's say that the narrator of Push is Rob Thomas or the right, you know, the writer, the male. Mm-hmm. Do you get any feeling? Does it bother you at all? What do you think he means when he says, I want to push you around? I want to push you down. I want to take you for granted. What do you think he means by those words? I wish I could say that I, I knew some context that he doesn't mean what, what all of us think he means, which is like, I want to, I want to, you know, degrade you and make you feel like doo-doo, but I don't have anything. I, I think he, he's trying to make other people feel the way he feels about himself. He's feeling really bad and he wants to literally, I, it's funny because the last couple of days I've been like reminiscing about a certain relationship, professional relationship that I had with a, a, a career choice I had. And there was a, I felt like this, I felt like at the receiving end of this, I want to push you around. I want to take you for granted. I want to make you feel like crap. You're not, you're inadequate, all that other kind of stuff. And like, I feel like when he says, I want to push you down, I want to push you around. I want to, I want to make you feel like crap. You're not worth it. Do you feel at all like those words are literal? Like I want to physically push you, hurt you, or do you feel them to be metaphoric? I feel more metaphoric. I don't feel a physical. Yeah, no, I feel like I want to push you around, like push you around by saying gaslighting. Okay. I think, I think there's some, I don't think physical. All right. No. As you look through the lyrics, and I know we did this with the Billie Eilish song, which was mm -hmm. very difficult as we tried to figure out the narrator in that one. But as you look through these, you will notice in stanza four, mm -hmm. uh, he says, she said, I don't know why you ever would lie to me. So right there we have mm. a change in narrator. Do you see that? She said, I don't. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Now here, and, and one could go from there on and say, okay, all the rest of it is from her perspective. Because right there we see she. Mm-hmm. Well, here is a wrench to throw into things. Oh, gosh. Okay. I Googled the lyrics and saw what you see, which is that the first word of the song is said. It isn't he, it isn't she. Mm -hmm. Well, I Googled it again and I found some places where it indicated that the song started with she. And I thought, well, does it, does he say she said, or does he just say said? So I did a huh. really deep dive and I and found the it? album sleeve. <gasps> oh, is that what it's called? The album notes. Yeah. The sleeve. Yeah. Okay. In the notes, in the lyrics that they put out on their own album, it actually starts with the word she. What about when you listen to it? Okay. Well, I recorded the first few seconds of the song that I'm going to fit in, but I'm going to see if I can play it for you now. Okay. So you just said, how does it sound? Is that what you said? Yeah. What about in the, the audio? Does, it, does he sing she? Okay. So it's my opinion that the audio, when he sings this song, Okay, you know the song Jane Says? Yes. It starts out, Jane Says. Okay, mm -hmm. we all know it starts out with Jane. Yes. Okay, in this one, it's like, she said. Oh. Oh. I mean, it could have been said. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it again, if you don't mind. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So what I'd like to point out mm -hmm. is that this may be the biggest bathroom on the right problem. <laughs> Because I, first of all, I am in love with this song. Hmm. I am in love with Rob Thomas. Mm -hmm. This is the catchy. I mean, I will blare this in my car. Mm -hmm. My kids probably know every word because I would have blared it in the car in 1997 and 98 and 2000 and 2000. Okay. I always thought it was, I said, I said, I don't know. Yeah. I think never I in life did I think it was she. Yeah. Okay. So. I have thought about this for several years. When the song came out, I didn't think about it. But I would say for the last five years or so, I have thought about this song, thinking as I'm singing, I want to push you around. I want to take you for granted. This is, you know, very violent. This is domestic violenty, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I always thought it started with I. I said, I don't know if I've ever been good enough. I said this. I said this. I want to push you around. So... Of course, we would think that Rob Thomas is the narrator. Mm -hmm. Rob Thomas is the one wanting to push someone around. Right. Also, if you look at the lyrics, let's pretend it does start with she. Okay. Why would he then need to further down say she said again? Mm. So if the whole thing is from her perspective, why does he need to say she again? And then. Hmm. Yeah. I had a talk with Dana about this. So Dana, my wife, was a you know studied in school English and literature. She's done deep dive analysis into words. That's called explicating when you tear about tear apart words. I have done this when I was taking master's classes in creative writing, 
And I did call a friend on this one and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Dana's literary view of this song is that the entire thing is from the voice of she until you get towards the end where he says, oh, but don't bowl me over. Just wait a minute. Things are falling apart. So Dana's Dana's thoughts are that this whole thing is from the perspective of the woman until that part. Okay. Why is that? Why that part? Well, I think because we go through her saying, I'm not good enough. I've never really been loved. I'm angry. I need you. I don't know why you'd ever lie to me. You have to stay with me. I've been cheated. I've been wronged. I just want to push you around. And all of this aggression, she thinks that his response is, oh, hold on a second. Don't bowl me over. Wait a minute. Things are falling apart. Don't go crazy. Don't rush this baby. So I don't, if she's the narrator, why would she say, don't rush this baby? Oh, so the, she's the, trying to break up with him in a very aggressive way. And so Dana thinks that that's where it turns to him saying, whoa, hold on. Let's work this out. Don't rush into a breakup. So the response. Okay. Let's just talk about what happened when the song came out. Mm, mm-hmm. It was very controversial. Many feminist groups were outraged, claiming that the song was about the abuse of women. Now, Rob Thomas said that the man in the song was being abused either emotionally or physically by a woman. Johnny Depp. He expressed surprise when he heard that the song was being misinterpreted as misogynistic. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. I never thought of that. (laughs) Really, Rob? You never thought of that? He said, a a former girlfriend of mine was an ingredient in the song, but other people have scarred me too. Okay. Mm, Okay. He said that the song was about falling in and out of love. And now the bass player of the band said, Brian Yale, again, oh my gosh, I was so surprised. (laughs) We were surprised to hear all that stuff. Our response was, wow, really? It's not about that. I mean, just meet us. We're not the manliest of men in the world. I'm a short guy. I don't think I could kick anyone's butt. Oh, my God. Okay, so that I find offensive. Yes. So, okay, this is in 1997. But first of all, that's the dumbest thing I've ever... You know what? Maybe you don't know this, Melomaniacs, but short men never abuse their wives. It's just a (laughs) fact. And the only men that commit domestic violence are very manly men. Exactly. You can't you can't abuse your spouse if you're wimpy. Come on, guys. Right. If domestic violence never happens in same-sex relationships between two men, one man being quote not very manly. I mean, that was the most ignorant. That that kind of yeah. That comment irritated me a little bit. Would that be considered toxic masculinity? I think you are exactly right. Yes, I think that is a good example of it. Like, first of all, we're all a bunch of men. Women come out and say it kind of offends them. The men say, oh, my gosh, we never thought that. You guys are crazy. What are you crazy? Gaslighting. Gaslighting, yes. And look at me. I'm just a short man, and I'm not really that manly. I mean, look at me. I got my ears pierced, so surely I don't abuse women. I mean, who knows? Yeah, what? that is. Yeah, I don't love it, okay? I don't don't love love that. I also want to say that Rob Thomas has changed his story a bit. Oh. In August of 1997, he was interviewed 
by MTV. And MTV said, this should be one of the best days for Matchbox 20. The band's album climbed to number 11 in the Billboard charts. And its lead single has achieved that much desired state of crowd recognition. But with the song's popularity has come a certain backlash over its content. Rob Thomas says, Rob Thomas says, when Push first came out, I got a lot of, I mean, like angry, angry women. I want to talk to you about the lyrics to that song. It is not about beating women, that's for sure. In fact, in the song, I turned around the point of view on it. It was actually about a relationship that I was in and how I was being manipulated. It was all about emotional manipulation and emotional violence. Hmm, okay. MTV said, this is the most recent example in a long line of misinterpreted rock songs. Perhaps the most famous was Nirvana's song, Rape Me, which came out in 1993, and everybody was up in arms that it was about rape, and Kurt Cobain said it's an anti-rape song. Mm -hmm. So MTV said to Rob Thomas, how much responsibility should a songwriter feel in such cases? And Rob Thomas said, none. I mean, none at all. I don't think I should have to explain myself any more than I would if I were an accountant. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yes, Rob Thomas, accountants are called to the carpet all the time on what did you really mean when you wrote those numbers? <laughs> oh, my God, that makes no sense. What is that even? Makes no sense at all. And then, okay, so let's, but I mean, let's back up a second. Let's, before we talk, so Rob Thomas and his short little feminine bandmate are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to us. Okay. And one of Rob Thomas's excuses, this is actually about a woman abusing a man. Well, does that make it better? You know, like I sort of feel yeah. like Rob Thomas's way to get out of this controversy was to say it's about female on male domestic violence. And from what I've read, the musical community went, oh, oh, okay. It's fine then. Oh, Let's oh, move works on. Then. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're not the aggressor. There is an aggressor here, though. That's what we need to focus on is he might not be the aggressor. He may claim to not be the aggressor, but there is an aggressor in this context. And it's and it's not clear who it is. And this song is playing, now it is, in grocery stores, mm -hmm. in Target department store, on the radio, everywhere. And there are people hearing, mm -hmm. I want to push you around. I want to take you for granted. Now, come on. Is Christine a prude? Is Julie a prude? No, we can no. handle hardcore lyrics. Yes. And I appreciate the metaphor. I really appreciate a desire to want to push someone around metaphorically and take them for granted. I right. understand that kind of rage. Yes. So those words within themselves, I think, have potential to be really not positive, but understandable lyrics. I think they made a cop out here. Exactly. There is another yeah. interview with Rob Thomas who says, oh, I just went back and forth in the song, changing the voice from me to her. He need No. No. Okay, so if you went back and forth and changed the voice from me to her, I guess you're conveniently saying that the part about pushing you around was from her voice. So I feel... Like, I'm a little bit rusty. I, Rob Thomas. I feel like nobody's really- Like I've been lied to. Yeah, I've been lied to. But it's her then that steps in and says, I want to push you around. I am so angry. Ooh, girl, say it. Tell and me. And because 
this all could have been completely wiped clean if somebody would just tap Rob on the shoulder and said, yo, dude, we don't care who and you're, we don't, we just want you to tell us that it's, that has nothing to do with violence, nothing to do with abuse. Tell us that it's, tell us that it's about your dog. You know what I mean? Or tell us it's about like he, what he could have done was like, yes, this is about a relationship and that I've been in this situation or I've been in this situation. He should have just been like, when I say, I want to push you around, I want to take you for granted. I want to do these horrible things, whatever, all the, he could have just said, I don't mean it literally. I mean, metaphorically, when you're in this type of situation, when you feel self doubt about yourself, you, it's like a bully or something like he, that's all. He didn't have to go into play the gender roles and turn it around and say that, no, it's not me. I'm not the aggressor. No, 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 no. I'm not abusive. But let's be real. We've all we've all felt really shitty about ourselves and wanting to put it on someone else. I mean, whether we act on it or not, of course, just be real about what you mean by it or just what do you think about not having those lyrics at all? See, I really think some of these lyrics are very beautiful. There, uh, I also read that the band was sitting around and they decided to just pick a word I don't know if they opened a dictionary, but they were, they decided to just pick a word and write a song about it. And the word was rusty. Oh my God. And so I think that's really cool that I don't know if I've ever been good enough. I'm a little bit rusty. My head is caving in. I don't know if I've ever been loved by a hand that's touched me. Yeah. I also consulted a friend of mine. I, Melomaniacs, you may or may not know this, but I was enrolled in a master's program in creative writing. I'm not in that program right now, but I like to fancy myself a writer and I took these classes. Well, I became friends with somebody in my class and her name is Nancy. And Nancy's history is that she was a journalist for NPR. She Ooh. also wrote for The Vital Voice. And I, I don't think she minds me telling that she was a married woman with three children and she came out later, somewhat later in life when she still had three kids at home and she went through a very difficult divorce once she realized who she really was. Mm. She's happily now in a great relationship. Uh, I think she's been with the same woman for 20 years or something. Hey, Nancy, good for you. But I consulted her on what she thought of the voice in this song. And she did point out something that I do think we need to give Rob Thomas credit for. Mm -hmm. She said the words, I don't know if I've ever really been loved by a hand that's touched me. She said that spoke to her so much mm. in her coming out period that really she had never been intimate or had a feeling that anyone she was ever with was really someone, um, you know, that loved her. So I think that, I think that's great that that really yeah. spoke to her in 1997. And she also said that she thought that push you around was metaphorical. She never thought at the time that it was domestic violence. Mm -hmm. She also thought that take you for granted meant in a good way. Um, I think it's hard to think of that phrase in the good way, but kind of like you are so solid. I know you are never going to let me down. I just take that for granted. I take for granted that you will mm -hmm. always be there in a positive sense. Right. However, right. she doesn't really buy the she she says, you know, basically at both times in the song, at the very beginning and later on when he, when he says she said, it's very hard to hear that it's a she. So the average listener in 97 or today probably sings it as, I don't know if I've ever really been loved. And I, mm -hmm. the second time I said, I don't know if you would ever lie to me. So she said that on its 
face, it very much looks like the narrator is Rob Thomas. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she is not only kind of hidden in the song from the way he sings it, it just feels like it's one narrator. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I don't think there's switching. It's all from the same perspective. And the fact that he changed his story, Rob Thomas later said, I am, you know, I'm changing here and there in the song from me to her. Again, I don't love that. Like, mm. okay, so is the push you around her and the rest of it is you? Yeah, I think that, that's, I, if that's what he's trying to say, then I feel like it's a cop out. I feel like he's like, okay, I'm, I'm in hot water. I gotta, I gotta gaslight my way out of this. I keep going back to gaslighting, but. There, there, there's good and bad in this song, but I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that the bad parts, quote unquote, what you guys think are the bad parts are not me. Whereas what he could just say is those bad parts might be per- perceived as bad parts, but they're not. They're actually genuine and, you know, taking somebody like you'd explain taking for granted. I feel like it's do all. You also, do you also wonder like if this song was written today exactly mm-hmm. as it is, because mm-hmm. this song is catchy AF and yeah, Really, I mean, I really want to still call it a good song, okay? And yeah. I really want to come out of this analysis respecting and liking Matchbox 20 even more because I do appreciate their talent. You know, this is, you know, there is a lot of talent in this song. But do you think that if they were making this song today exactly as it is, someone might say to, in the band, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't even use the words, I want to push you around, I want to push you down. I want to take you for granted we can leave in, but do we need a different phrase there maybe? Like, I wonder if a songwriter today would say, I'm not comfortable recording a song that says I want to push you around. Right, yeah, I wonder. And then if that is the case, is that the issue? Like, so my brain just can't, can't help but go back to like, okay, so my, when, why, is, why does time dictate when things can be acceptable? You know, so back in the day, we used to be really back in the day, it used to be okay for 16 year olds to marry 40 year olds or back in the day, we used to marry off our kids. And does that mean that it's so it was okay back then? Like, it's okay to write a song about pushing someone around in the 90s. So maybe that is true. But then it's like, why does how does time dictate when things are okay to to do and when it's complicated? But if times have changed so much, like if we now have a little more sensitivity about domestic violence, why is the song still wildly popular? Why is everyone completely accepted it as okay? Why am I hearing it in the grocery store? Yeah. Where, you know, I mean, again, I'm not a prude. I listen to a ton of songs that have some pretty racy shit in it, right? Like, like you know, I like Nine Inch Nails. Come on. <laughs> um I mean, we we talked about it. I'm, one of my favorite songs is when a guy wants his, his best friend's head to go through the windshield. I mean, we can handle some racy shit. We're not prudes. I think that part of the reason why it's becoming acceptable is because the context behind it. They're like, we're not the aggressor. It was her. Yeah, I don't love that. I mean, I just feel like they could just say that to write it off. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. I mean, anybody could say that, you know, oh, I wrote a song about somebody's head going through a windshield. Did you want that to happen? Oh, no, no. It was just this fictional character. I mean, I I think we need to think about the ability for people to express themselves however they should. We want that. We do not want any censorship. I don't want Matchbox 20 to redo this song. I still love this song. Right. I just don't love 
that their explanation was, oh, well, we were changing voices there. Because not only does it sound like bullshit and something that we can't prove, but it also says, oh, this is okay if it's about a woman abusing a man. Right. And it still isn't. It's not. No, it's completely... It's total bullshit. I call bullshit. Although I do want to point out in the video, the band is like in an alley, it looks like. They're outside, you know, brick buildings on either side. The band's behind him. Rob Thomas has on like a black, it might be a leather shirt, kind of unbuttoned. He's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is right in the camera's face. He's There's lots of hand gestures, very rageful. But then the the images that are in there, there's an there's a part where he is holding a a, a marionette kind of puppet. Mm. He is holding a marionette puppet. A woman mm. is not holding him as a marionette puppet. Mm-hmm. So I found that image to be okay. What are we saying here? You're, you know, it's sort of a negative connotation if you are playing puppet master to another person. Again, I'm just reading into it. Yeah, yeah. However, there is another image that is the exact opposite of that. And it is him with a cuff around his wrist with a chain. And it's like tied to a street lamp or something outside. He is physically chained up outside. And people are just stepping over the chain, walking over him. Weird. Okay. So those two images, those are the only real images. And then it's just him still, again, singing in this um, alley. So one Mm -hmm. image is of him sort of controlling something else. And the other image is of him being confined. So it goes back to in a relationship, there's they're equally. It does sort of support the two different narrators. Yes. Yes. But then I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. If you know this, I don't know. How much time elapses do you think in 1997 from when a single hits the radio and when the band makes a video? Sometimes they do the video before the okay, but sometimes yeah, that's a it, it depends because yeah, you're I thinking, wondered, oh, did they release this get yeah. some controversy and then do the video, huh? I and I also know. was really struck by how far I had to dig to see that it really does start with she, because if you look at the lyrics as if it just starts with said with no he or she, mm-hmm. we have absolutely no reason. To think it's anybody but him talking. But right. the lyric, the album sleeve says she, so that's what they wrote. You know what I think I might do? And by might, I mean I will. I have a Rubbermaid container that's rather large in my basement full of CDs. And there's a good chance that my Matchbox 20 CD is still in there. Do you think it's possible that the song was released on the radio and then the actual physical album could be bought? Yes, because when you release an out al- when you release a song, you're releasing a single, and sometimes that the record label will release just that single, and then the album comes. Yes, yes, so the again, album comes. Out. Yes, it's possible that the song went out on the radio. They got backlash. Oh wait, the song wasn't the first song on the that was there. It wasn't the first single. Correct, yet. you're right. So the album would have been out, mm-hmm. but artwork on an album can be remastered, redone. So depending on when you bought the CD, when that those liner notes were uploaded to Google image, they could have had an original press. They could have had a press that was done, you know, if you, cause they, that, that can be changed. You can reprint them. And what I played moments ago 
was from the official video. It also doesn't make sense that when you look it up on Google or when you look it up, when you look up push lyrics, that's what pops up because typically, I mean, I don't know where they come from most of the time. I'm assuming they come from like, you know, the record label, you know, like why would it be different than what the liner notes? Yeah. The fact that it comes out with just said instead of she said, because I, I had done quite a lot of analysis of the song before mm-hmm. I listened super close and thought, is he saying she? Yeah. Um, I did find, and it's in the show notes, an acoustic version of this song, which is beautiful. It's just him and a guitar. Mm-hmm. And he sings it the same way. She said, she said, hmm. he doesn't, he, he does not articulate it. Say she said it's the same way he does it in the recorded which is she said which reminds me after really like dissecting this and listening and thinking it over i have a bathroom on the right with this song oh oh which words so in the in the he sings i want to push you around i'm playing it in my head and i'm thinking and i'm like going back to when i first heard it and i'm singing along in the car and i think it's i want to push your way around or push my way around I don't know why I have my way or your way. I don't have push you around. It sounds like he's saying, I want to push you way around. Push your way around or something. I don't know. That's just like coming into my brain. I I mean, I know he's saying I want to push you around, but I think I always push your way around or push my way around my weight around. Maybe I think I always thought it was way, but yeah, weight does sound more does make more sense, but. Did you ever notice that it then said, did you recognize I want to push you down? Well, yes. I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I realized he said down. I thought it was, I want to push you around. I want to push you around. I want to push you. You know, I don't think I noticed yeah. that it was. I think I always thought it was, I want to push your way around. I want to push. Well, well, I will. I want to push your way down. Your way. I think I always thought it was your way. Yeah. That's what I always thought it was bathroom on the right but again i think the the biggest bathroom on the right is if you hear or don't hear the she at the beginning correct i've never heard the she at the beginning Mm-mm, I don't and know. i just think it's so fascinating how much i loved this song when it came out how much i played it played it for my children mm-hmm. blared it da 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 love this song love this song and again when you talk about how times have changed i mean i have changed Right. It was maybe five years ago where I heard the song and went, wait a second. Yeah. So what, where was I, you know, 25 years ago that this w- this didn't hit me? And recently I'm like, oh, that's no good. Is it because I also am more aware because of the Me Too movement and blah, 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 blah? Like I, as a mm-hmm. woman in my 20s, wasn't mm-hmm. offended. Why wasn't I? Right. Why did I get offended in my 30s? Interesting. It is very, yeah, that's a very, that's quite the conundrum in my brain. That's a lot. I mean, you could say, you you could certainly say life experience. I mean, I had lived a lot more experiences, had more, you Mm -hmm. know, positive or negative situations in relationships. Yeah. Probably have felt, when I first heard this song, I don't know if I had ever had those feelings of feeling pushed. Right. So is it just your awareness or is it your life experience? I'm going to go with life experience. Have you ever thought about it, though, when you heard this song? Yes. But yeah. not at first, right? Not when you first no, heard I it. Feel, I feel like, I don't, yeah, I feel like at first I was kind of like, 
okay, I want to take you, but I, I want to take you for granted. The only thing, I think the line that stood out the most, the line that stood out the most for me was definitely, I want to take you for granted when I first heard it, but I never really dissected it. I always just thought I was like, okay, I didn't really think too much about it, except the take you for granted thing's a little odd. Why do you want to take somebody for granted? That seems really shitty. I think also, cause I thought it was, I want to push your way around, but I don't know what that means. So I don't know when I really realized, okay, this is a, this song doesn't, this is not okay. I guess today. I don't know. I I wonder like if there's ever been a time where like a parent is watching their young daughter sing this song and felt uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I I mean? Like if you have a 10 year old daughter, if Zaylin came home and uh she was like, I want to push you around, you know, would you be like, yeah, I think that would be a little troubling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Well, Here's here's something I wanted to come to a conclusion at the end of this podcast. Are we pro Matchbox Twenty? Are we canceling Matchbox Twenty? What? What? Let me change that. I'm not a canceler for them. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big canceler. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Let's say this. Okay, before we started this podcast, on a scale of one to ten, where would you put Matchbox? matchbox 20 and the song push to be honest it's i like Matt. i don't really like this out of all of their songs it's like my least of their songs i like long day way better okay so you already had this pretty low yeah so it's probably about the same i don't i have this pretty high like this is kind of one of my faves do you keep it at high or where where do you stand has it lowered I think it's lowered, but not as much as I thought it would when I first started doing this. When I first started looking into this song, I was like, fuck you, Rob Thomas. Fuck you, Matchbox 20. Oh, okay. What changed? Him in that leather shirt. Him in that leather shirt. Yeah. (laughs) 